personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. Freaking out. This coronavirus thing is freaking me out. And me I'm going to tell you what, me too, he says. This is Morty Yankovic sitting with me right now. He's an employment lawyer, and I'm going to tell you why it's freaking me out. I'm less concerned about the virus, Morty, and I think the virus is... Terrible. Don't I'm concerned about the virus. But I'm more concerned about the quarantines. And what I mean by the quarantines is the entire economy is going to go on a roller coaster down, down, down. So we were just discussing before we went on there, and you got to hear this. Gig economy. How many people do you know that work on service contracts? They're independent contractors. They're people like this. And in the real estate investing world, they're everywhere. Aren't you hiring maintenance people every day? Aren't you hiring contractors? What are you going to do? How does this work? And I brought an employment law superstar, Mr. Morty Yankovic, because I got some questions for you. If I'm a real estate investor, Morty, and I have a maintenance guy that's on call for me, do I have any obligations with this guy? Am I going to get sued if we get hit with coronavirus and I stop calling him? Well, I think it, I think you have to look at the service contract, and you need to make sure that there's cancellation provisions. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You think I have a service contract? You so, don't have a service. Contract. Well, I don't know. So, like a lot of people in the real estate world, they think everything's done on a handshake. So they know a guy. They know a guy. Yeah. So, should I have a service contract? I think you should, but if you have, if you're, he's already working for you, then I think you need to make it clear to him um, what the policy is. If in fact he's symptomatic. Well, right now they're not shut down for Corona. So is step one that we need to have a contract with everyone that's a service provider. So we understand what our rights and responsibilities are in case there is a coronavirus spread. I think you should. And I think these gig workers will be open to it because let's say, if you, you're a property manager, you have the coronavirus. You think he's going to want to come? Okay, so let's assume I write this contract. What am I going to do? Am I going to give him notice? Am I going to, what am I doing in this contract? Like For a lot of people, the word contract just means paper, 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 paper. So what do you actually want us to put in the contract? What topics are mattering? So I think what you need to put in the contract is what happens if he's symptomatic. If he's symptomatic, he should not come in. If he's on the job and you notice that he's symptomatic, you can send him home. He should be giving you notice so it doesn't spread to yes. the rest of your business. Yes, a, pr a procedure, a notice pr a procedure of if he's symptomatic or if he is actually diagnosed with the virus, who he has to tell. Okay, and beyond that, so you have this notice provision and you want a notice going both ways. Maybe you should be doing anything else, Morty? Um, what do you suggest? Well, I don't know. I'm asking you. I want to know in this contract, is yeah. there any way I'm going to be paying him when he's not coming in? How do I motivate him to perform? That's what I really want to understand. Because listen, if I was a contractor and I got a coronavirus, I'm not thinking to myself, hey, let's notice Morty. I'm thinking to myself, right. so how do no, I motivate a, him? It's, it's a delicate balance. Well, I want to balance. Right. Because if you tell him that he's not getting paid if he, if he doesn't come in, then if he has mild symptoms, he might come in. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So maybe you need to have a motivator where he wants to do it, and maybe you want to have damages in there if he doesn't tell you. Yeah, that's, that's definitely one way to fix it. Well, I want to fix it. So let's assume, let's shift here for a second, because a lot of our, 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 our real estate investors, Lauren, 
a lot of these real estate investors, they got staff. We got staff. Forgetting this gig economy, we got W-2 staff. And 1099. 1099 is the gig economy. But on the W-2, we have the W-2 staff, people that work for us. So what should I know if I have an employee? So if you have an employee, you want to do everything you can to make sure that this coronavirus doesn't spread in your workplace because that would be a disaster for business, you obviously. control where they're going. Right. But at the same time, what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're avoiding exposure. Well, how, you're using big words. How do, in, you know, in plain English, avoid exposure? Meaning, can I send them home? Is there, do I have to pay them when they're home? Is there sick leave? How does this work, Morty? So you should have a policy. Well, and is there a law? Let's forget your policy yeah. for a second. Is there a? Let's assume Sally works for us, and yeah. Sally has flu-like symptoms, and she has symptoms, and she has like a throat issue. And can Sally not work and still get paid? It depends. It depends on her what her working relationship is. Not with my employer. question. So she's an employee, yes. right? And she has no employment contract. She's an employee at will. Yeah. Do I have to pay her if I don't let well, her? Well, it depends. Do you have a PTO policy? What if your PTO policy is under, let's just say, the 14-day quarantine? What should employers do? What do you mean? They're, they're when you poli- say PTO, just to be clear, yeah. we're talking about paid, paid time, time off. off yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure yeah. I'm understanding. Because that could be viewed as a contract. So again, you have no policy. You have no nothing. I'm I'm a handshake type guy. I got yeah. people working for me. They just come in. I send them a check. I got this payroll company that I use. I don't know. They're smart. They do this stuff. My question is, do I have any obligations under default laws to Sally, the employee who is exhibiting coronavirus-like symptoms? Or can I say, go home until you're better and I don't got to pay her? You can tell her to go home, but I would have a uniform policy. But there is no policy. So well, I would implement one. Send the notice out right now to all the all your I, employees. I want to do that. But before I even get to this, assuming there is no policy, I don't got to pay her. Is that true or false? You don't. You technically you don't have to pay her. But That's I, I want I, to. But I, but I need to know more. We're going to get to more. <laughs> but the default rule is you don't have to pay Sally if you send her home. Correct. However. However. In New York City, mm-hmm. there is a paid sick leave law. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tell me, what is that? Yeah, so in New York City, um, you have to, if you have more than five or more employees, you have to uh, give 40 hours of paid sick leave per so year. So I couldn't just send her home without paying her if I'm in New York City. Correct. And That's by why the I way, told you I needed to know more. I understand. Andrew. And Staten Island's part of New York City. Some people forget. Yeah. So I just want to point that out. So you're, you're one of the boroughs. So there's Queens, there's Brooklyn, there's the Bronx. We got this. So- Beyond this, though, Morty, can I send her home because she's Asian? No, you cannot do that. Why not? I hear all the Asians got this. I was actually listening to this terrible politician who said, listen, you shouldn't go eat at Chinese restaurants because of this. And I thought, to me, I, I'm ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. what happens if you're a moron like this? Yes, moron. I think you're the dumbest person I ever met. And you send someone home just because they're Asian. What could happen to you for that? You could be sued for discrimination. How is that discrimination? Because you are um, taking action based on this person's inclusion in a per- what's known as a protected class. So you're not, not, if, if, you, if you're applying this uniformly, meaning anybody who's coughing or has fever has to go home, that's one thing. But if you have two people who are coughing, one is Asian, one is not, you tell the Asian to go home. It can be inferred that you're telling them to go home because they're Asian, not because they have the symptoms. And that Let's can back be discrimination. Up. You're on this discrimination thing. So I just want to understand. Yeah. Isn't it discriminatory if someone has a disability or a handicap to send them home? Yes. I mean, so it isn't the coronavirus going to give you a disability? So what are you talking about here? I don't know. 
Well, I'm asking. Well, because if, well, I I don't know because it hasn't. I I don't know the full extent of what the coronavirus is right now. Well, if you have if, 100... you, have, if you have flu-like symptoms, you're not disabled under the law. Oh. but but could it potentially lead to something else? Maybe. Let's could stop there. Be, could it be perceived disability? Maybe. So, Morty, yeah. Morty, I want to stop there. Go so ahead. So flu-like symptoms. If I have 103 fever, that's not a disability. No. Why not? That on its own is not a disability. So being sick is never a disability. That's not what disability means. Because I want you to know that when I have 103 fever, fever, Laura knows, I am the most disabled person you ever saw. I need chicken soup with matzo balls. I'm lying on my back. But when I get this thing, Morty, I am beyond disabled. So what you're telling me is under the law, even though I feel completely unable to do anything, that's not disabled. Well, if it affects the legal standards, it has to affect your life activities. So, but not on like a very temporary basis, correct, like being, having cor- the flu. Cor- correct, correct. So just to cir- circle back. So if I'm treating someone based on their national origin or their race or their ethnicity, I'm stereotyping. What you're saying to me is that would be discriminatory. Yes. But what you're saying to me is if I'm treating them based on the fact that they have flu-like symptoms, that's not disability. That's not discriminatory. That's just saying smart move. Don't give me coronavirus. Go. Yes. And what you're saying to me is if you're in a place like New York City, just so I'm understanding this correctly, there's default rules about having to pay people when they're not in. Correct. But in the rest of New York State, there may or may not be, depending on your city, village, town, et cetera, and local laws in the county. Correct. And what you're saying is that what people should do even in those places, they should have a memo, a policy going out right now about how we're going to treat coronavirus. Yes. And I would would suggest – that it'd be a lenient policy because you don't want an employee to think if they don't come in, they're not going to be they're not going to be paid because then they're going to, if they have mild symptoms, they're going to come in and infect your whole office. And what you said even further is Lauren used the word 1099 and you used the word independent contractor and I used the word gig. But if someone's not an employee and they're all working for us, you're saying to me, we need to have a policy for them too. We should have a contract for them too. And what you're really saying, just so I'm understanding is you better will be prepared to send out some shekels to these people. You want to give them a little money because you want to incentivize, particularly the gig worker to notice you properly. Because if you don't do that, they're going to say, no way, no how, no chance, right? I have a quick question for yeah, Morty. Go ahead. Um, if I'm an employer and I'm now dealing with this corona crisis, can I um, change my employment policy, my employment handbook this week, send it out, and then have my employees sign it before? What if this corona spreads everywhere? I'm just trying to think of how to yeah, protect I, myself. So what you're saying, just so I'm understanding, Lauren, is you're saying, forgetting what policies you had in the past, we can do one right now. Yes. And we should. Yes. And we should do for a the policy. benefit of everybody, and that's the way you present it. It's for the benefit of everybody. Nobody wants someone in the office that has coronavirus, especially the benefit of Mysticat. That's what the Beatles said. So we have to be very important about that. So back to what we're saying is what you're saying, Lauren, and what you're saying, Morty, is irrespective if they're independent contractors or employees, we need a policy, and we need a new one now. Am I correct about that, Morty? Yes. And is this policy going to be a policy manual? Or are we talking about a one sheet or two sheets, something like that? Easy, breezy, beautiful. I would say a one sheet, two sheet policy. And you got to get that out right now because if you don't do that, what someone's going to say, and what I'm thinking, I'm hearing you're saying, is that you're going to treat them arbitrarily and therefore they're going to be coming after you. And that for, always leads to problems. Leads to problems. And you could have wage problems. Is that true? Yeah. And people could sue you for not paying the wages. Yeah. If you have a, let's say you don't have a written PTO policy, but some manager had some deal with an employee that you don't know about, I mean, that could uh, that could lead to some, to some potential wage issues. So if you're someone like me and you're saying to yourself, I don't want to get sued, you got to call Morty Yankovic at Liebet Law, 646-216-8009. Thanks. 
Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. 